Who wants, Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and uh, let's get this started. are absolutely live. Welcome everybody to Java Chat. Oh, hang on one second. Uh, never never hurts to uh, get the right thing in, in play here um, with regards to the live stream. So uh, there we go. All right, so cool. Welcome everybody to Java Chat. It's Coffee with Mike on an early afternoon on a Wednesday. Um, we usually do these in the mornings at about 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. However, our guest today was, was pretty pressed with time. I'm stoked that I even got him because I know how busy he is. This is kind of nuts that I have him on, on, on Java Chat. I'm very thankful. The gentleman's name is Sean Douglas. Sean, thank you very, very much for joining me today. I'm honored to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is this is this is one of these kinds of interviews for me because we get to <laughs> we get to go looking at a few things that I'm pretty sure a lot of people um, are are going to get some good golden nuggets out of this with regards to business success, which is a lot of what mm -hmm. we've been talking about. Uh, you know, we talk about startups, we talk about business, how to run a business, market your business, blah blah blah, all that stuff. And one of the things that I always love to do is bring on people that have a specific specialty, a specific niche. Um, you've been on the, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been on the speaker's side of things as far as business training, business mm -hmm. motivation, mm -hmm. um, business consulting, because you mm -hmm. help people actually figure out systems, yep. things of that nature. Um, why don't you give everybody a little piece of who Sean Douglas is, where you're from, what you're up to, uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, uh, so I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, but cool. I am currently living in North Carolina, uh, about oh. an hour east of Raleigh in uh, Goldsboro. Oh, cool. And I uh, joined the military in 2001, joined the Air Force um, on 9-12. I joined the Air Force on 9-12. No Seriously. So I was working at Discount Tire as a warehouse manager. It just so happens that today is 9-11. Yeah. You know, for those yeah. listening to the show, whenever it comes out, it is 9-11. And so... Um, you know, if you know somebody that, that was affected by that, you know, today's the day you remember them. Yeah. I mean, you should remember them every day, but today is the, is the day, you know, 18 yep. years ago. Yep. And uh, I was working at Discount Tire as a warehouse manager. I graduated high school with a 1.9 GPA and about 2.0-ish. And, um, you know, no, no hope of getting into college. Didn't care to go to college. And I was working at Discount Tire as a warehouse manager. And I remember I took off my, my work shirt. And I was like, I'm out. I'm done. I'll see you later. And I went and uh, picked up my younger sister from school, called my mom. I didn't know what was happening. They started closing down. So in Michigan, in Port Huron, they started closing down the bridges, the tunnels to Canada. Sure. They started closing Michigan right. off because you yeah. get to Canada three different ways yep. in Michigan. Yep. And they started closing off like on the way to like all these places, man, the lakes and like, you know, everything goes to Canada all the way around Michigan. Oh, yeah. I remember they started shutting it all down, you know, Canada too, started shutting it all down from, from their oh, yeah. side too. Yep. Yep. Nobody knew what was happening. And, uh, 
And so, yeah, I was like, this is it. This is the catalyst. This is the moment, you know? And uh, so 18 years later, you know, active duty air force, two years to go before retirement. And, um, and so I've built four businesses while serving in the military on active duty. I've built four businesses while serving and they've gone, you know, multiple six figures. Uh, the one is brand new. The one hasn't gone six phase because I just started it like a couple months ago, but it's, but it's going to get there. It'll get there probably next year, maybe the year after. Sure. So, so a couple, a couple of things. That's what I love. Well, a couple of things real quick um, for anybody that, that is a loyal listener. They know I'll stop everything to do this because I honor our veterans, active duty and veterans, um, as well as revere our, our fallen because without you guys, um, we probably wouldn't be what we are today at all. Mm -hmm. um, there have been many outside and inside threats um, that oh, yeah. you've all defended us from, and we really thank you for your service. A lot of your active duty, thank you. Um, and to our veterans, of course. Uh, I remember that day too. I forgot to mention that this is uh, being uh, shot on 9-11. Um, I've, I've been a little out of sorts. My, my story's a little um, different. I woke up. I'm from Hawaii, for those that don't know me, and I woke up to the sound of voices saying, go turn on the TV. Yeah, I get, I get that every once in a while, um, hmm. and, I, and I did, and nothing's on at, at 2 in the morning, Hawaii Standard Time. There's nothing on cable. There's nothing on TV. It's all infomercials. Mm -hmm. Went to CNN, and I looked at the screen, and I went, wow, that looks like the World Trade Center is on fire. Are they filming a movie or something? And I looked at it, and I went, no, that is the World Trade Center on fire. What the heck is going on? And at 2.30, I watched the South, South Tower get hit. Um, that was the beginning of a very long day for me because my aunt passed away of cancer later that morning at about 5.20. Um, oh, wow. The time I was a minister, so I guess I had to give last rites to, to my aunt. Uh, and at the same time, my ex-wife was pregnant with our son. And we took her for her normal checkup. He was due on the 13th, a day before my dad's birthday, which just passed away the year before. So this is like all this stuff's running around in him. One o'clock uh, checkup, doc comes walking out, got to take your wife up and get induced labor. They have, she has preeclampsia. And I'm like, no idea what that is. What oh, that wow. And he's like, if we don't wow. separate them, there's problems. And I was like, yeah. Oh. Yep. Honey, she's retaining a lot of water. Yeah, she was retaining that and a bunch of other stuff too. There was there was just a lot oh, of yeah. a lot of punch. So I says, "Honey, hit the car. We're going up to the hospital." She goes, "What about my stuff?" I said, I'll go get it for you. You're going to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Eleven twenty-seven that night, Hawaii Standard Time. The last thing that happened before twelve, my son was born. So today's his eighteenth birthday. Wow. So yeah, it's it's yeah. What a day. So, yeah, it was it was. What a day. Eighteen years later, I'm like. Wow, I had a son back then. What a what a day! What a, I mean, so many like stories like yours, dude. I mean, how do you all of a sudden just go? Why are the bridges and tunnels are closing? What the hell's going on? And mm -hmm. there really wasn't anybody saying anything because nobody knew yet. The world stopped. Yeah, it, it shut off. I mean, completely. everybody just stopped and goes, "What is happening?" Like you know, and then there's like, "Well, well, are we get like, are we getting attacked?" Are we like, is it like, what happened? Is it only New York? Like what's, you know? And so everything, and here's what I didn't know. And, and for the listeners, this is going to be some really interesting information. Cause I didn't <laughs> know that. there are a proc and some people, somebody's going to go, Oh yeah, I knew that. 
There's always somebody who knew this. Yeah, I'm sure. There's about six world, technically, world trade centers. Yes. Six world financial centers. Mm -hmm. Number one, world trade center. Number two was somewhere else. Maybe it was like Hong Kong or maybe it was whatever. And then Charlotte, North Carolina is like number three. Really? And then it goes all the way across the, and so it bounces back like world banking systems. And so I didn't know that there's literally, if you look like what happens if this one goes down, what happens if this one goes down, what happens if this one? So it's like, if something gets attacked, there's always a backup to the backup to the backup to like the world trade and like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that. And when I moved to North Carolina, they talked about it. They're like, yeah, if we're ever attacked, you know, Charlotte's like number three on the list. Like for what? Like they become the world financial center. Yeah, like they, they, they become the world financial center. And then there's one overseas and then there's one over somewhere else. And then there's, I thought that was a really, so basically what happened was when, when the world trade centers were attacked, everything switched and did, they were starting to do business somewhere else so that the world yeah, could still keep right. going. Yeah. But I, I didn't know that. I, I only knew about Singapore. Um, that's the only Singapore point. is one. Yep. I, I didn't, I, I did, wasn't sure about Hong Kong. You just confirmed it. I did not know about Charlotte. Um, yep, Charlotte's like number three or something, four on the list. That's that's it's cool. Yep. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of like what? So, the only reason I know that about Charlotte is because I have somebody I know that works downtown Charlotte in that center, uh, and so that's how I because he literally is like I would take over and I would I'm like no kidding. <laughs> so, um, but world man, like it, it had global implications. Yeah, they the the, no, whole, the whole no. thing with like um because like this the, what is it the north the south tower I believe mm -hmm. was the one that you couldn't take tours on. I think the north mm -hmm. tower was tours. Yeah, okay. So the south Something tower, like that south tower and north tower both had telecom equipment in it, mm -hmm. which is why everybody was having problems with their their cell phones because that was a major switch, if you will. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when when the towers went down everybody's cell signal went out and it took the system a long time to reroute itself mm -hmm. because that was, the and it's hunt. not like we have 4g, you know, back in 2001, no, I mean, you still we, had, barely, we were still on analog thick Nextel yeah. phones. Yeah. We were still on analog. You know, like, so that stuff went yeah, out. It was like, like were, Nextel was still around, you know, yeah. you had super long yeah. phones, super thick phones, like the Zach Morris from say by the bell phone. Yep. I mean, it was like ridiculous. Like it wasn't like, yeah, so yeah, it was analog. It was like the little yeah. bits of numbers. It looks like an alarm yeah. clock. <laughs> yeah, when texting, you had to press the the button a few times to get the right letter T9. and the right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. To type, to type, mom, you needed to, to you needed to tag like like eleven sixes. Yeah, exactly. M, one, two, three, four, M, <laughs> and then you like text like a billion times just to get like six words out. It was it was it was back so crazy. In, back in the yeah. day. That was so funny. That was, it, you knew what efficiency was. It was like one word answers were oh, not a big deal. Like today, if somebody says K, you're just like, don't say that type. And it's like, I, you have no idea what it was like back in the day. You didn't have time. You're sitting there for a while just texting like four words. You yeah. Know? So you call me. definitely acronyms and yeah, it's. Oh, mm -hmm. acronyms were everywhere. Oh my gosh. That was. Oh hard. yeah, man. Because it saved time. Like, yeah. I don't have time to text out this whole paragraph on this little yeah. analog phone. Like, I don't have time for that. Exactly. So, uh, so anyway, but um, not, cool to, story. To, get, to get back to it. Um, so you went into the service, you've built mm -hmm. three, you're building a fourth. Um, what, yep. was the, what was the first one? How'd that come about? What'd you do? So the first one was an entertainment company. 
I was overseas and the parties over there are crazy, like ridiculous <laughs> parties in Europe. I mean, they, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I remember going to Spain and, you know, I'd go out at like 10, 1030 because nobody wants to go out at like eight, right? No, no everybody just dinner. Like it's like late night, right? Because you know everything closes at two. Yeah. Yeah, not in Spain. It's no. like six. <laughs> like the bars close at six. A.M. A.M. <laughs> Nobody goes to the bar until like midnight. Mm -hmm. So I'm already like plastered, wasted at like one, like ready to go home. And everybody's <laughs> just getting there. Like, yeah, it was an adjustment. Yeah, I bet. Then, you know, I've, I've been to, uh, you know, I lived in England, Scotland a bunch of times. Uh, those guys I heard are fun to France, I Oh, yeah. France, <laughs> Ireland, Wales, Norway, Spain, Italy twice. Uh, Belgium. Big Ibiza. Been to Amsterdam. That was pretty cool. That was supposed to be pretty interesting. That was pretty cool. So you have all these, you know, places, and, and it's it's an adjustment, right? I mean, I've never been there. I gotta go into the culture, you know. Right, but right. the parties are just insane, and it's all all it's all all house hardcore. Yep. Electronica. Yep. Yep. You know, that type of music, house music, hardcore. We were so far um, behind you know, on that stuff, dude. It was insane. Yeah, it was It was all that. That was the big three, mm. you know, and they used to call it happy hardcore. Wow. In some places, happy hardcore because it like it just hit beat like really fast and really hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are drinking and there's just glow sticks everywhere. It was just sure. raves like, you know, it was just yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I got into that lifestyle. I got into that party scene. I got into that lifestyle. I learned from a bunch of DJs. I got some amazing DJs over there. So I started getting into some DJing. And in 2004, I'm like, I'm going to make this a thing. Because I'm already DJing at clubs. I learned it in 2002. Nice. And, um, you know, I had shoveled snow, raked leaves, mowed lawns, uh, paper routes. You know, I've had jobs since I was like 12. Mm -hmm. You know, whole life. <clears throat> and so in 2004, I created the entertainment company and i and i'm you know from detroit so i remember mc dougie fresh nice so i remember him doug e fresh yeah so my last name being douglas everybody called me dougie d-o-u-g-y ah nice so then it became well maybe i'll be dj dougie fresh ah. you know? so that i started using that for a while and then i came out with the the entertainment company called fresh entertainment there you go so i used that that you know the whole thing because that's what stuck yep. and so fresh entertainment and the, the whole thing that stuck out was like we are refreshing we don't do the same things that people do all the time we created um experiences so i brought that european style back to the united states and started doing foam parties started doing weddings and um, quinceaneras and all that stuff. And then I got into conferences and then I used, I used to be a hype man for conferences. And I was like, these speakers are really good. Like, this is so cool, but I never got into speaking. So I was doing, um, you know, me and my team, we were DJing bars, clubs, uh, parties, like all that stuff. Yeah. And then from 04 to 08, that's what we did. And uh, we had four DJs. We had two AV guys. We had a videographer. We had a photographer. There's like nine of us like running this whole big company. I mean, we're booked every weekend during the, I mean, we were like crushing it. There's money. There's money in that business. Oh my God. The events, man. Because what I know about it is that they want an experience. People yep. buy experiences. That's why Disney World, yeah. Six Flags, yeah. yep. Theater Point, yep. SeaWorld. 
you know, these theme parks mm -hmm. all, all, you're buying the experience. That's why the highest roller coaster, the tallest roller coaster, it's not mediocre. No, it's the fastest. Nobody wants mediocre, very, right? Craziest. What's the, the big deal? Yeah. 100%. Yep. Yep. So we took that and we created, you know, a party. We created an experience. We created an environment. So fresh entertainment. We came in and gave a fresh uh, mix to everything. And that was the first one I, I did. And then um, I got relocated in 2008 to go be a drill instructor. Uh, plus I had a lot of, I developed alcoholism at this point. I don't want to say alcoholism. Um, I was drunk all the time. Yeah. You're functional every day. I, I lived the bar scene. I lived the bar. Yeah. I mean, I was racking up $200 bar tabs on a Friday and $300 bar tabs on a Saturday. Wow. I'm like, who wants a shot? Who's getting shots? You know, I'm <laughs> buying the whole bar a shot, you know, because I just got paid a couple grand to do this party as a DJ. Yeah. I'm like, everybody's getting drunk, you know? And so I was the party guy. Yeah. Well, that party guy lifestyle gets you into a habit of people like me when I buy them shots, but they don't like, like, come hang out with me. They're like, eh, I don't think so. But yeah. hey, if you're going to be at that party, if you're going to be at that know. party, yeah. I'll, I'll be there. Let yeah. me know. And then I'm just, yeah. So anyway, in 2007, my house burned down. Oh. And, um, and, and so that was kind of the end of that towards, you know, so St. Patrick's Day had a massive party DJing at, the, at, you know, at this place and my house burns down. And then, you know, that takes a toll on itself, lost a lot of friends. And then the business started kind of tanking and I had lost some friends because uh, I made some bad business decisions. And then in 2008, it started closing down. And then by September of 2008, I was bought out. They were like, get out of here. You're done. So I got bought out and, um, and then tried to take my life in 2008. So that's what it culminated as, is I tried to take my life in 2008. I lost pretty much everything. Wife and kids gone. Military's kicking me out. I got bought out of my own business. I lost that. Lost friends. Lost people I cared about and loved. And I was left to my, to my own vices. Oh, wow. And uh, it almost cost me my life. But luckily, military was there to pick me back up. Friends reached out to me. People who really cared about me helped me get back on my feet. And they said, you need to go be a drill instructor. You need to go tell your story. You need to go take what you've learned this past year with your house burning down, with this business, with this. You need to go bring that in, into a mentor and guidance role. Yeah. I was like, totally. whatever, let's do it. So yeah. got some help, you know, <laughs> talked to some chaplains, um, which helped talk to some chaplains, talk to some therapists, you know, way overdue therapy from like childhood, mm -hmm. like fourth grade, wow. like childhood abuse type type stuff that just was repressed. But yeah. then when I drank, it came out. So yeah. relationship suffered. I was just, I wasn't a good person. And, um, 2009, I became a drill instructor and then my life just completely got transformed at that moment. And that's what you're doing now. Active duty. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. I the second business I built was, uh, buying storage units at auction. Oh yeah. And flipping the contents like storage wars. Yeah. Except I can claim that I did it before storage wars because I had the receipts to prove it. But <laughs> that, that, where to God, like that show came out. I'm telling you, I was a year in and yeah. that show came out and it ruined everything. A storage unit that I would pay two, $300 for. I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to make a ton of money on this. These, these little rookie rooks over here, like thousand. I'm like, Oh, oh no. Nothing in here worth a thousand. <laughs> So for almost a year, units that are two or three hundred dollars would go for five, eight, a thousand dollars. It was sucked. I was like, "Come on!" And then my claim to fame—I uh, got—I 
I think it's on this computer somewhere. Uh, I was on Texas Storage Wars for 12 seconds. Really? 12 seconds. They got, so, so the guy's panning and they're like bidding, right? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, right here, right here. You know, and I'm in the back and then this guy bids and then we lock eyes and he goes right here. And he's like staring at me and I was like, going once, going twice. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, oh, like, he's get it. and I was just staring at him. And I was like, right here. You know, and it, I was so obnoxious about it. I was so obnoxious about it. So then how Dave was on Storage Wars, he goes, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Everybody made fun of me. Because they watched the show, and they're like, no way. It was, just, it was so awkward. I was like, yeah. yeah this is like super, like, it was ridiculous. And, and I got noticed that guy. But, man, my wife and I, I mean, we're talking like $4,000 weeks, man. Like, like immediately start like four thousand, five thousand dollar weeks. The best unit we got was a Jewish unit. I know it was a Jewish unit because it had a box of books in there that says how to be a Jew, the life of a Jew, Great. Judaism, life as a Jewish, you know, whatever. <laughs> it had, it had a thirty-two piece silver silverware set. Oh no, that's a, awesome. Two ninety-six piece china sets, one bone china, one ivory china, a thirteen piece china set, a nine piece china set, and antique furniture. We got it for three hundred and fifty dollars. Dude, you had to made a killing on that. Uh, profit of over five thousand dollars. Oh. And they had two silver pure, two silver shot glasses that were stamped eighteen ninety three. It was I, ridiculous. I would. It was. Those. Oh yeah. Oh, I sold everything. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a keeper. I'm not a keeper. I'm not a hoarder. I get it. I sell it. Oh, I, I, no. I would have, I would have, that would have went on my mantle. That would have been like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the guy made me a ridiculous offer, which, yeah. which kind of, I think, I think you're right. I think that, um, you weren't in that, maybe I sold in too that, soon. Right. You weren't in that frame at that time. Your frame was business. It wasn't about collecting. Yeah. Hard, like I, I can't, I get no that. overhead. Like, no. Yeah. No, Forget no. I, I completely get that. I, that's now, now we're that we're at where we're at now. Of course, we would look at something like that and go, hmm. oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now I'm looking at it as investment. Now yeah. I'm looking at yeah, yeah. Which is so. So you went through the storage wars deal. That was number two. What was number three? Number three is what I'm doing now with uh, the Success Court, which is an entrepreneurship speaker and business owners academy. Oh, cool. my vision. My vision behind me is a is a whiteboard. Yep. And on the whiteboard is my main vision. My main vision is to be the premier global premier entrepreneurship speaker and business owner academy teaching those demographics on how to do it the right way not the mainstream way not the way that some people want you to do it it's the right way to do it good you just gave me a complete open door to go run down a, a hallway that I'm, I'm like dying to get your opinion on Let's only, do it. Only, only because when we got, we kind of lightly talked about this before we started this. There's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way to do it. And uh, yep, for for the people that don't know, um, just because it's mainstream, does not mean it's the right way. And correct me if I'm wrong. Most times, it's even more true than most think. Would would that be accurate? It's a case by case. It really is a case by case basis. Like there's always going to be a wrong way Unethical, you know, like I know so many, listen to me. I am on record on the show, Michael, 
mm-hmm. saying that I am not a millionaire and I will never claim to be until I am. Yeah. There are those I personally know of that have a nine to five job. There's literally a guy who works at FedEx. I know this because we talk. He works at FedEx. His whole social media profile is nothing about entrepreneurship and how he builds businesses and how he's this guy and this guru and this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. Never once does he say, I woke up at 6.30 in the morning because I had to be to work at 7.30 at FedEx and I had to drop off packages and this, that, and the other. He doesn't talk about that. He talks about entrepreneurship. And I was like, why don't you talk about your side hustle as yeah. a side hustle, not your main hustle? He's like, yeah, but people think less of me and they won't hire me. And they were like, well, how much business do you have now? He's like, I mean, like I got business, but I mean, it's not where I want it to be. I'm like, then talk about your struggle. Yeah. Then talk about being transparent. Then yeah. You're telling people to do these things, but you're not doing them yourself. Yep. yep. So I am active duty military. I have a military job. My businesses, which first of all, the first one I was bought out of, I already went through that. The second one, this is how by doing it the right way. And I'm not, I'm not bragging. This is straight fact. This is straight fact. If you do it the right way, you build a legacy. Yep. We moved from San Antonio, Texas to North Carolina in 2013. We closed the store January 24th or January 14th uh, of 2013. We closed January 14th. We got to, to North Carolina January 24th. Mm-hmm. So since January 14th of 2013, I've been closed down. Last week, I got a phone call. Hi, is this Sean from Vintage Dreams? Uh, this is Sean, but it's no, Vintage Dreams has been closed since 2013. Oh, well, I got a referral from somebody who used to do business with you and gave me your business card and said that you buy, sell, and collect antique and collectibles. I said, I do, but I'm in North Carolina. And they're like, oh, well, can you give me a price quote on something? And she did, literally wanted to do business with me. I said, I'm closed down. I don't do this anymore. <laughs> can you help me? Like that, like giving that referral, Still, six years later, I get phone calls. Hi, is Vintage Dreams, and I get, promise you, Google Vintage Dreams, and we come up in San Antonio, still all over Google. Our stuff is still there, and people still call. Buy, sell, trade, antique, and collectibles. We were were the hottest thing in San Antonio. We were right outside the gate of Lackland Air Force Base. That's where my brother went to basic. I marketed it the right way. I did foundational business stuff the right way. Yeah. And this is what happens. A legacy gets built. I think, I think too often a lot of people run to the gurus because of the flash and the flare and I'm rich mm-hmm. and I have this or I have that. And there was a little bit of debunking on a few of them going, yeah, they just rent the cars to make it look like they're rich. They're not really rich. They, they do the fake it till they make it. And yet the actual results are still not quite there. Um, building the legacy the right way. I mean, I, as an example, me too, I, I used to actually write um, for entrepreneur.com, the online version as one of their marketing experts. Um, I had, I had somebody just earlier this year, I think. Um, and then once last year, literally write me and go, Hey, did you write this article? And they put the link in and I'm like, Holy sheesh, that was written back in like, Oh, eight, Oh seven. What do you, that's like, yeah. How, how do I, how can I help you? They're like, I could use some help on some marketing strategy. I'm like, are you serious? The stuff that I wrote is like out of date. Like seriously out of date. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that right. I wrote was good for that awesome. time because it was what, what you needed to do. And I'm like, happy to chat. So again, like you said, if, if you're setting the right foundation, 
and I should probably start writing more articles again. But, um, you said yeah, write a medium, go on medium and write about your stuff. Yeah. Like literally you could write medium articles yeah. and then that would, and then you just post that or LinkedIn articles and maybe write that once a week. You have your, you literally have your own platform. Yep. You have medium, you have Quora, you have LinkedIn, start writing articles, Yeah, you know, and then publish an article once a week. Maybe every Monday you come out with, um, you know, like John Maxwell has minute with Maxwell. If you're on his email list, he'll send out a one minute video yep. every, I don't know if it's every day or I don't know what it is, I think but it's, it's minute with Maxwell. Yeah. You know, I think once a week or something, you yeah. could do literally do the same thing. Mondays with Michael. Yeah. Ooh. You could literally do a one minute video and say, Hey guys, Monday, uh, Monday with Michael or, you know, yeah. Mondays with Michael, um, 8 a.m. Cause you know, you do your show at like 8:30 your time. Yep. So let's say 8 a.m. You get on Facebook live or, you know, whatever platform you're going to use and you do a one minute live every Monday. Say, Hey guys, I wish you the best week ahead. Today's article is going to be about, um, entrepreneurship from the CMO standpoint. Right. Or it's going to be, you know, I'm going to give you some podcasting tips and everything. The article is going to be on Medium, and you can go here by clicking this. I'll see you guys on that platform. Just let them know where you're going to be. Yep. Done. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, hey, grab my grab my freebie from my from my website or whatever. Uh, yep. Join my email list, and then I'll email my list, the Medium or Quora or LinkedIn article. I'll email you the article, or you can just go right to the website. Look me up there. Uh, you know, and, and right on my website, I'll have a link. Just do that. So thank you guys for your support. And if there's something that you want me to write about, send it into whatever email. And, uh, you know, that's how you build your community, you know, tell them like, whatever you want me to write about, I'm going to write about it, you know, and then I'll, I'll quote you inside of there, or I'll mention you, yeah. you know, Hey, this question comes from Susie in Illinois and she wants to know this. And that's how you start your article and then write about it. Yep. That's yep. what I would do. So, so, in case anybody didn't just catch that, that was a full-blown strategy. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. That was an absolute full-blown strategy, what he just laid out there. Um, it just comes, I don't know, it's weird. My brain's ridiculous like no, that, I it, guess. But that's, but that's, see, and that's, and that's over half of, like, I, I have another friend that's just like that. Um, young kid who's up in uh, Portugal right now. He's a, one of the digital nomads. But he's one of those, uh, without uh, yeah. digital content, if he tells somebody how it works, he will put all the gurus on notice by literally giving away what they would normally charge people to teach. And, and they get mad at him all the time for doing it. So I was just going to say that, Matt, do you know how many messages I get from people? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Who do you? You're giving away a post today. It's not you a secret. A post today, right? <laughs> I had a post today and I said, tell me what is the most funniest. Um, oh yeah. I saw that funniest. post. I hate the word thing. Yeah. I can't stand the word thing. I can't remember what I wrote, but it was like, let me know what the funniest moment is or what's the funniest strategy or what's the whatever, whatever, whatever. Funniest thing you've seen in business. Mine is, listen, Michael, today and today only, my program is $12,000. Yeah. It is actually actually a retail value with all my bonuses. It's about $30,000. But today, <laughs> at this event only, it's ninety-seven dollars. Ninety-seven dollars for you for the next twenty minutes. For the next five minutes, it's like, wow, Kevin Harrington. You know, like that was his idea. Like he's the inventor of the infomercial, right? Yeah. Kevin Harrington was the one who'd said, but if you buy now, we'll add in a second one for you for free. You know, like 
It's a freaking infomercial. Yeah. I never Holding. discount my stuff. I Holding. never discount my stuff. I just add more to it. Yeah. I have this one thing. It's $47. Tell you what, for $97, I'll throw in a 30-minute phone call. Tell you what, my stuff is priced for $97. For free, I'll throw an hour phone call in. Yeah. I'll throw this in. I'll throw – I. The price never changes because here's what happens in, in business. And I want everybody to pay attention to this. Again, let me preface. I'm not a millionaire and I'm okay with that. But let me tell you what I do. I create multiple six-figure businesses. That's what I do. If you're, if you're, and I'm okay with not building million-dollar businesses, but I've built multiple six-figure businesses on the side three to four hours a day. Some people it takes eight, nine, 10, 12, 18 hours a day. Guess what? I do it in a quarter of the time. So. That's more I'm kind of qualified. Here's what I want people to know. Kind of. There's two ways to do business. <laughs> right? There's two ways to do business. It's either a race to the top or a race to the bottom. Mm, everybody's racing to the bottom these days. Really either bad. going to price yourself so high that, well, I only do high ticket closers. Instead of selling to 100 people, I can sell to five people and make a million dollars. Or I could sell $10,000 products to a hundred people or a thousand people, or well, maybe I'll just whittle that down to two people pay hundred. I know people who hundred thousand dollars a year to work with me, hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Tony Robbins. It's a million. Yep. Tony Robbins straight up. He tells you it's a million dollars to work with me. You pay me a million and I'll help you build the business. Yep. And that's great. If I had a million dollars, I would definitely give it to Tony Robbins because totally. he's like billions of dollars. Yep. Right. Yep. I cannot tell you how to get to a seven figure business because I've never been to seven figures. You want to make over 500,000. You want to get to the most I've ever, like most business that we've done. We almost hit a million. God, we almost hit a million. If I wouldn't have messed around, I'd, I'd have been a millionaire, but I messed around threw my life away. And that's what I have to live with. And I'm okay with that because it's a learning process. Yep. You either race to the top because you're a high ticket closer whatever the hell that means, or <laughs> you are a race to the bottom, which means that, well, 297, I'm 197. Oh, I'm 97. Oh, I'm 47. I'm free. You know, like, you know, I'll just give it to you. <laughs> like you race to the bottom. You devalue yourself. Yeah. If you maintain your value, people will take notice. Yep. Agreed. Period. Agreed. Period. Yep. And they will do business with you, not because they have to, but because they want to. Mm -hmm. You position yourself in the marketplace as somebody who is credible, mm -hmm. ethical, gets results, and has the same core values as somebody. And you share the core values. You have a problem that you can solve for somebody. If you're experiencing this, guess what? I have the solution. So you market the problem, not the solution, and yeah. people are drawn to you because of your core values, not big flashy signs and click funnels. And hey, I'm happy for those guys. I'm super pumped for those guys who made millions of dollars and they're two comma club award winners. And that's awesome. That's great. However, comma, <laughs> I have not seen any of the results of those comma club winners. I've not met one person who goes, man, I got with that one guy, Steve or Jake or whoever, man, I've. I got that one guy, man, and I took his program and I, I made a million from that guy. You know, he's a two comma club award winner. I, I haven't met anybody like that. What I've met is, Hey, you know, Michael, amazing show, amazing business guy. He knows what the heck he's talking about and he got me out of the funk and now I'm on my way to making seven figures and I owe it to that. That's what I hear all the time from people like you and me. Yeah. I hear all the time. I was, I was stuck. 
now I'm not stuck. Now yeah. I feel better. I'm not as stressed and I can go and build, you know, whatever business. It's, you know, what's really interesting is that with, with what, you know, partially with what I do, um, that is an element of that business consulting is because you, you always run into people that have that problem. And a part of that problem isn't necessarily the business. It's not necessarily the process. It's not necessarily the system. In mm -hmm. fact, a lot of times that problem stands in their own brain first, mm -hmm. yep. uh, stemming, stemming from what we were talking about earlier, you know, possibly needing therapy or possibly needing some kind of consulting of some sort. And, and we as, and, and again, I'm not one of those millionaires either. I don't claim to be, I never have, um, I have my side hustles. I've, I'm always looking for other stuff. I mean, I, dude, I did mortgage loans. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've been, I've, I've been getting calls to go back into it and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do that because I'm still involved with the spirits company and I still have this right. on it's, it, it, it's, it can be a lot. Um, yeah. but having the, having the means to be able to look from the outside at somebody else's storm and go, Hey, here's the reason that your storm is so powerful is because of this. And if mm -hmm. you can just deal with this one thing for now, I bet that storm will slow down enough that you can see through it all. And you can probably find your way to your end. I, I think but everybody wants it now though. Yeah, like why? Because it's, what, it's a magic bullet fast win, and that's what the gurus preach. I can get you yeah. there in six months. Bullshit. Not gonna happen. It just it doesn't work like now, that. Now, 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 let me let me take that on. <laughs> I literally, I can take a speaker, a, a new speaker, old speaker, whatever. I can show them strategies that will get them booked today. You just did recently, actually. I did. Uh, like just <laughs> Somebody challenged me. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I saw that post. Um, and then you threw out some other value on, on a deal about yeah. who to, what websites to go to and start looking for. Yep. I saw yeah, that. so if you want to speak to associations, go here. If you want to speak to colleges, go here. Yep. If you want to do this, go here. And then a guy messaged me and goes, dude, I just got booked. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> like, you know what I didn't say? I'm not going to make you a millionaire today or six months from now. Or if you want to 10x your profits, let me tell you something. If you made a dollar in May and I 10x your profits, what would you be making? $10? Yeah. yeah. Sure. We can do that. Sure. We can do that. You want to 10x your profits from a dollar? To yep. Sure. Whatever. You, you, you remind me of that commercial of uh, then the two M&Ms are sitting in the executive's office and they're trying to get a uh, 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 I'll yeah. triple your pay and they're, yeah, done. And they walk out. Wait, how much did you get paid? Nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> What the problem is, is they are preaching that like instant gratification and they're playing to the internet and people yeah, are playing to that, so that I want it now. Yeah, it doesn't work. My mindset is I just love doing it. That's like, I just love being on podcasts. There'll be a time where I am like, for example, uh, I'll have Jeff Hoffman on the show, Jeff Hoffman the founder of priceline.com yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. in october we're speaking at an event or i'm speaking at an event that he's speaking at wherever to put it <laughs> but anyway jeff hoffman is speaking at an event called one life fully lived nice. i too am speaking at this event nice i've been a drill instructor from 2009 to 2013 speaking colleges high schools different events 14 started doing some resilience training, started doing these little events, USO, Red Cross, all this other stuff. 16, started really getting traction, really, really started working the business, really started getting a lot of speaking engagements. 
17 or uh, 16, wrote my first book, 17, started my radio show, 18, started to starting the coaching programs and really getting, I mean, crushing it, crushing yep. it, yep. you know, 19 started my clothing line. What's going to happen in 2020. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be an online program. Maybe it's, you know how much fun I'm having when I come out with new programs, you know how much fun it is to sit on podcasts and just have a conversation with somebody. It's amazing. I, at one time, will be as high, if not higher, than Jeff Hoffman, who was an amazing guy. I spoke a long time ago at an event that he was at, met him. He is an absolute amazing guy. He's a billionaire. Yeah. At one yeah. time, I will be a billionaire. I don't know when that'll be. I might be 85. I don't know. I'll be a billionaire. You're how old now? 36. Oh, yeah. You got, you got years, dude. Um, yeah. One of the- That's, but I've already said it. I'm going to be – I'm not going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a billionaire. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. I'm going to invent something. I don't know. Something will, something, will something. something will happen when the right time comes. And when it does, just don't forget us little guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that won't happen. No, uh, it, it, but, it, go ahead. but what I'm saying is like, you have to have an end result. What is the end result? Yeah. You know, and most people don't know, you know, what makes me really, really, really upset is somebody says, and this is literally what somebody told me. Well, why would I hire you to speak? Oh, well, it's, it's an entrepreneur conference. A lot of veterans you know, are getting out of the military, and I want to talk to the veterans about building businesses. Yeah. I've built four businesses while being on active duty military orders and have gone to six figures. Yeah, but you're not a millionaire. So like, I've got millionaires coming. I'm like, that's cool. That's awesome. But nothing against them. If, you don't want, if, if your qualifications of you have to be a millionaire – uh, there's a couple of reasons why I don't think that's true is there's a net worth millionaire where your liabilities, yep. right? Taken away yep. from your income, whatever, like you become a net worth of a millionaire or do you have a million dollars in the bank or do you have assets that are yeah. like, what is your definition of like, do you have monthly revenue of a million dollars? Like what is your, you know, he's like, just like, I've got people coming that are million dollar businesses. I'm like, that's awesome. How many businesses? Well, my, no. yeah, yeah, that, that kind of, that would be my next question is what kind of million dollar businesses do they have? Are they just million dollar? Right. That doesn't tell me that they've actually built a million dollar business. And right. Did they that, buy out of somebody? Did they yeah. buy in? Did, like, what's the, like, how did they get there? How long did, did it take them? Is it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you got, <laughs> if I have a million dollar business, like, is that, is that the valuation that I apply to that business? Do I just say that it's worth a million dollars? Like, like who evaluated that? Who, who said, well, let me see your tax. I mean, if you want to compare tax returns, let's compare it to tax returns. I don't care. Yeah. I worked, so, I worked with somebody for a while who is um, considered a millionaire. Um, mm-hmm. I won't say too much because he's pr- pr- pretty well known, but I was just, I was business develop, business development guy for a while. And when I looked at what, what he did and what he was like, two different guys from stage to back room. And mm-hmm. I, I, we parted amicably. I mean, we, we just, just kind of like, yeah, you know what? Um, your, your business model is not something I can work with. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you do and that's cool. Sure. But he's never really built a traditional business. He's built a speaking business. And Mike, and Mike can do really well in, in, in building a speaker's business. Don't get me wrong. Um, sure. The difference between what he's done and what you've done, you've actually built businesses. I've yet to see anything that he's actually built. Um, not to mention there were investors and I mean, yeah. over time, you're either going to, you're going to do one of two things over time. You're either going to bootstrap it and build it on your own. You're going to angel invest it and lose most of it, or you're going to venture capital invest it later and 
hopefully, hopefully by that time, be ready to step out. Now you're and buy them out because those VCs are going to own part of the equity of the company. Well, the, the angels do too. Angels actually took more. Yeah, that's totally. What like, that's why that's <clears throat> Shark Tank is what it is. And if you really now listen, if you really know business, you see what's going on. Well, I'll give you okay. I'll give you a hundred thousand for a ten percent equity, whatever. Well, okay, he's valuing at a million dollars. I'll give you a hundred, you know, hundred k at twenty percent equity. I'm gonna give it, you know, whatever. I'm offering. I love it when they say I'm offering five percent. The sharks are like, what am I do with five percent? Like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you X amount of dollars for that five percent, and then I got royalties, and then I got because they want more of the money, right? Okay. So. If you really understand business and you know what's going on and you just do, do math, like do the numbers, you know, you'll find out what's going on and then you'll find out that, cool, they made that guy a millionaire, but those sharks made out. Boy. Oh, they always they made, those make guys, out. They made a ton of money. They Not even all the time. To what that owner made. Yeah. Not even close. Owners of Those guys have contacts. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. Please understand that when you – watch shows like shark tank and you see those vcs and you get those angel investors that angel investor is probably tony robbins golf buddy probably. it's probably gary Vaynerchuk's left-hand man yep. it's probably grant cardone's money person mm -hmm. it's probably like, you know what i'm saying it's jack ma's cousin yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah. these yeah, guys totally. and millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah and they know how to put it to work because number one they know the business number two they have the contacts can you imagine if you and i had contacts at cbs nbc abc qbc no oh, geez we'd be millionaires easily easily but guess what the barrier to entry yeah it's always money well, barrier funny. To is always money but it's funny because i used to actually work with a small angel investment group there was about uh, five guys in it and I, and I was kind of like the guy that went out looking for deals for them because they were in tech and so on. And I had a conversation with the guy I was closest to. And I said, so what's the power of this group? How much, how much is this group like net worth? And he's like, the net worth of the group? Eh, not much. The group behind them? Billions. And I went, well, what do you mean the group behind them? He goes, we are one group. There's 485 more behind us that we can put you to if we don't want it, if we think it's worth it. I was like, how many? It's 485. Holy crap. I'm like, okay, and how does that work? He goes, well, if they go through us and we don't take them and we develop their, their pitch deck, their plan, their financials and all that stuff, and it looks good, we will put them in a theater on stage to pitch 485 other angel investors. I'm like, and that's worth billions. He goes, I really can't put a number on it because it's constantly fluctuating, but it never goes under, I think he said it never goes under eight. Good God. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of really big whales in that group. And I'm sure I'm, I'm like, I, I'm like, okay. Um, I understand that there was not long ago, a different group. Um, there was a trillionaire as a part of that, of their little group. Mm. And he was, he was the, I had a feeling it was the quiet one. And I, and I was, it was later confirmed. I'm like, everybody, oh, the boat's sure. really cool. Except him. He's like really introverted. Yeah, he's introverted for a reason. And then when they told me later after everybody left the boat, he goes, so that guy you were talking about was so quiet. I was like, yeah. I mean, he's a nice guy, but he just wouldn't say shit. And he's like, yeah, he's a trillionaire. He can't say shit. He, he lets out the wrong words and things can go sideways for him. He's just oh, not going to yeah. yeah. So it, yep. it, and, and a lion doesn't have to tell you. No, never. Nor does a shark.
<laughs> not, not to tell you. Nope. You can just tell. You can just look at him and go, there's something, something about, about that. Hey, yeah. let's, go the, let's go the other way. Let's go the other way. The, sometimes the loudest people uh-huh. on Facebook and social media and all these people that say, I'm an entrepreneur and are screaming it. And what I call Facebookpreneurs. <laughs> That's what I, I call them Facebookpreneurs. That's uh, got to be absolutely true, dude. Uh, you and I probably, in fact, you and I could probably go through Facebook right now through a few of the gurus and, and you and I probably both know them and we can go, Oh yeah. Nope. Not that one. Nope. Yep. Not that nope. one. Nope. Not it. Yeah. <laughs> There's conversations. I, I have conversations all the time. I have conversations literally with people that are like, man, I'm just I, like, it's heart to honestly, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. I have these conversations and I'm like, dude, your content was amazing. Yeah. Like, that was amazing piece of content. Are you like, you're using that, right? And you're like, well, I just learned it because I was reading or I was listening or I was doing that. And I tried these things and yeah, it's kind of working, but man, I just, I don't know if I can do this and it's hard. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, wait, you're broke. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I look at you as somebody I look up to, like you're successful as hell. Yeah. Like you're crushing it. You're on so many stages and like you talk about how you've got this client and that client and this guy and you just list, you just got a $30,000 contract. Yeah. And here's the difference. I get a $30,000 contract. Somebody just paid me 30K. Yeah. This guy gets a $30,000 contract. It's paid in payments over oh. six months at $5,000 a month. And I'm no. like, what? No, no dude, up front, homie. Yeah, <laughs> like, Straight what do you do? Like, if someone's gonna give me money, you know, like, what well, can I pay in payments? I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I guess if you want to, but normally, if you're gonna give me a thirty thousand dollar contract, it's up front. Yeah, thirty k. This is my price. Thirty k. Well, and I perform up front. Yeah, right, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, so it just it's heartbreaking for me to have these conversations, and I love it. I love, you know, I, I had a conversation. And the guy literally after 20 minutes was like, you just made me feel like a piece of crap. You literally just made me feel like I know nothing about business. Like, well, I just think that you're solving the wrong problem. I think you're solving a superficial problem. It's not actually the problem you solve. I think that you got to go deeper. And yeah. I think that this is the problem. He's like, dude, I experience that every day. I'm like, so yeah. then solve that problem. Yeah. yeah. You know? And he goes, dude, I, I have so much work to do. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes. He tells everybody in my circle. He tells everybody at the event. He tells everybody. He's like, man, I just had this conversation. Blew my mind, man. <laughs> I suck. You know, I was like, well, I don't want you to No, That's not what I want you to do. I just, I see things differently, yeah. you know, and this is how you fix it. You know, <clears throat> months go by. Now all of a sudden he's doing really well. It's like, I don't exist. It's like the people that, that he talked to, like he don't exist. He got to another level. And now we don't exist. And that's cool. And I don't oh, care. But I have these heartbreaking conversations with people who are ready to give up. And I just tweak a couple things and 20, 30 minutes, they're off and running. Yeah. And, I, and I derive value, not from the money I get, but from the value that I give others. Yeah. If you're stuck, if you, don't, if you have a podcast, if yeah. you own a business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're struggling right now, tell people, tell people like, man, I like, I had a client who I, I, I 
got them on podcasts. I got him booked to speak. I got him positioned in the marketplace correctly. I got him on media. I did all this stuff for him. And then he's like, you scammed me. Oh, geez. Yeah, we know that. What? One. Yeah, we what? know that. How? One. You promised me 10 speaking engagements in three months and you only got me six. Oh, geez. Oh, well, excuse me, dude. How much money did you make? You promised to get me on 10 podcasts and you got me on eight. Yeah, and you only paid me half the money to do all that, and you still owe me the other half. You scammed me. Yeah, that's exactly how some people. What? Yeah. What? You know what? Keep the other half of the money. I don't want it. We're done. Yeah. Like, I don't need the money. I don't, and I literally don't do this for the money. I derive value from right now, giving value to your audience. Right now, giving value to you. Yep. Somebody's going to hear this, resonate with it, send you a message. You go, man, you and Sean's conversation was amazing. I really resonated with it. And, you know, Michael, I'd love to do business with you. Or somebody will want to do business with me. Yeah. And say, man, I, I loved your conversation. I want to do business with you. And then Michael is going to get some money in a PayPal or a paycheck somewhere for having a referral fee because I pay out referral fees, you know, to podcasts and stuff that people want to do business with me. They heard me on the show. Now yep. they want to do business with me. I pay the host money. Yep. I don't need the money. I derive value from the value that I give others. You're like one of the rare. So it, happens, it just happens that I get paid well to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think, I but think, I just, I don't. Sorry. I, I was going to say, I think, I think of a lot more people, took you know gary talks about this too is this is this what makes you happy because it's not about the cash it shouldn't be about the money if it's about who does gary v oh yeah yeah i in no. in spurts yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but there's, there's i mean i'm in the military like but that dude god man that dude like every other word is a swear word and it's I, like, yeah it's I, only, I get that. look man i'm in the military and i live the bar life and i get the sailor talk like i get it but it's like it, it is it is who he is i get that i, I look more at the yeah. fact that he's he's, he's great don't get me wrong he's amazing he's he's good on the fact that you should be working on what makes you happy which is what 100 percent. yeah and that and that's where i put my focus on is like look yeah is this is this because you want to do it or is it because some guru said you can go make a killing with it because if you're still looking because i right. did that i did that back in like 06 to 08, I was, I was reaching for brass rings that I, I had no experience and no idea how to do it. The, the mere fact that I did what I did was, was bloody amazing. But if, you, if, you're, if you're doing it because you're happy, for a good portion of my life, I was a musician. I played music for 15 years. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, seven days a week, it gets not so awesome. It was no longer, <laughs> it was no longer fun. Um, a, lot right. of it was, a lot of it was canned. And, and I, it, it was just like, it was a burnout. Um, mm -hmm. but it was not a bad life. Um, it, it was still good. I still had, at the time I still, I was in Hawaii. I was at home. I had family, you know, right. um, now I'm the dad. My father passed away. I still have my mom. My mom's 81 now. She still goes to the gym three times a week. How's that? What? That's yep. awesome. Have 81. you seen the fittest lady? Do you know who oh, that is? Yeah. Uh, uh, the, what was her name? Um, she's like, it starts with an M. She's 86 like, or 88 yeah, or something? 86, yeah, 86. She's a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I'm like, hmm, how's that? Hmm, wow. What? Freaking awesome. 
Yeah, like, so, I'm 36. I'm like, ugh. I know, right? Watch. We're all sitting here going, we have hormonal issues. And then you look at her and you go, okay, you're, you're ruining it for us. You're, you're, you're right? Just, it's not good. Take away all my excuses. <laughs> oh, and then, you, and then you get into you get into stuff like, uh, what's the other apps? Uh, Instagram and TikTok. And you got these guys that are amputees, oh, yeah. major power cleans with heavy weights. And you're going, yep. Not fair. That's not right. It's just not I right. suck. <laughs> Obviously, in some of the conversations that you have with people and the couple that I have with people, we do the same thing because it's kind of like, why don't you just do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about doing that. Why are you still thinking about it? If you've been right? thinking about it, you should already have the feeling that that's what you ought to do, right? And they're like, yeah, you just gave me something today that I haven't thought about because I don't, I don't write for Medium. I write, I put my stuff on LinkedIn. So totally, why not? I do have my landing pages and stuff, and but what you just suggested, I'm taking, and and thank you. Um, and if anything comes of it, you know, I'm I'm one of those. I don't I don't care. I, I I like creating content that people look at and go, right there. That's what it is. That's what that's the answer. Perfect. And, you know, and and it's not about me implementing it for them. It's like if they read it and they're like, no, I got it, I got it, and and you're the guy that came up with the information. True. Sure. I'm happy. I'm, have I'm you happy. ever heard of Answer the Public? Yes. Answerthepublic.com. Yep. Everybody listening right now, pause and go to answerthepublic.com. Now, for free, you're going to get three searches a day for free. Yeah. yeah. But all you do is search your topic once yep. and then just write down all the questions. Yep. So Answer the Public is a website that is a – it's a – It's a query. It's a query site. It's, it's, it's a, a query site. Yeah. Thing. Yep. Right? So I type in how to monetize a podcast because we're on a podcast right now, right? Yep. How do I monetize a podcast? Type that in. How do I monetize a podcast? Then it's going to have, it's going to have maybe a hundred questions. How do I monetize a podcast? What do I do to monetize a podcast? And it's going to give you a bunch of variations. If you click on a question, it takes you to Google and where everybody is asking that question. So there's two ways you can do this. One, go to those places that are asking those questions. Quora. Medium, yep. LinkedIn, social, right? Yep. Or you write a blog or whatever, right? Yep. Or number two, you see where they're going, entrepreneur.com, Inc., Success Magazine, and you're looking for those places that people are writing for. Mm -hmm. Send them an email. Send them an email. Hey, saw on this date, you talked about monetizing a podcast. So what I do to monetize a podcast is this. Mm -hmm. I'd love to write about it as a guest blog or a guest person and submit it to you guys for, for production. Would that be something that you're interested in? Just pitch them. Pitch them on your take. Yep. Right? Yep. Or, <clears throat> or you go to Google and you search for in quotes, or you don't have to use quotes, but I always do, and just type in write for us, W-R-I-T-E, write for us. It is every single publication that is looking for guest writers and guest bloggers and everything like that. Yep. If you want to get fancy, type in the plus sign and your topic. Write for us plus business, plus resilience, plus podcast, plus speaking, plus whatever. And then it'll give you all the publications that are looking for things that you can write about and are actually searching for it. Yeah. And that use answer the public to answer the public's questions. Huge. Now you've created content. Huge. Huge. Now I've taken the excuse away where I don't know what to write about. Now you do. Yep. Huge. Answer people's questions. 
it's it's a it's one of those. Th- I knew this podcast was going to go like this. This is one of the reasons I asked you to come on. Um, the the ability to not have to try to figure out because the answers are there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's fun. It's funny. Um, you you reminded me of the because I asked. I actually asked you on on a chat. Hey, what's the name of that site again? And you sent me answers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because I asked Trish because Trish Lito was one of the first ones to ever introduce that to me. Uh, this is before, yeah. I, and, I, and I think she actually introduced it before she connected with you. Um, um, well, we know I've known Trish forever. Okay, cool. So you guys probably yeah, I've known Trish forever. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you came up on my radar only as of late because of her. Um, but before yep. that she came out with us to the public and I had just written her before I wrote you and you gave me the answer and she writes, <laughs> she writes me back in true Trish Lito Ford dude, you're killing me. And I'm like, I know I've asked this <laughs> twice before and I thought I saved it in my bookmarks. It's safe now. Um, but yeah. it's, it's one of those deals where it really is not hard to come up with content. You just got to take the time, sit down and go do some research. Yep. I write my content out every Sunday, Sunday night. I write out my content and I post four times a day, 8 a.m., noon, 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern time. Because those are the four times that, that you're waking up and if you go back to Pacific time, it's like 5 a.m. Yep. So those are the times that people are waking up. Those are the times that people are going to lunch. Those are the times that people are going home or taking a break. Yep. And, and those and are the times that people are getting ready for dinner, getting ready to go to bed, you know, whatever it is, right? And those are the times that people are the most engaged. Yeah. Is I'm on a lunch break. Let me check my phone. Yep. I am, uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm on my drive home. You know, maybe I'm carpooling. Let me check my phone. Yep. You know, if it's 4 p.m., it's like 1 p.m. in Pacific. Maybe I'm taking a break or maybe I'm on a smoke break or maybe I'm whatever. Maybe I'm on a, maybe I'm a real estate agent and, it, you know, right after lunch, I'm going to check my phone real quick. But those are the times that I've noticed that people engage the most. Eight, noon, four, and eight Eastern time. Yep. And, uh, and I create my content and I have every time at noon, at four, you know, at noon is high value content in business. At four is nothing but speaking. At 8 p.m. it's a recap or, hey, remember to do this or hey, just some reminders. And then 8 a.m. is usually a resilience one. Yeah. It's how to become resilient in your finances, in your spiritual life, in your business, like how to become resilient. So my topics are those four topics. I speak on resilience, leadership, team building, team performance, and business positioning strategies. I talk about those four topics religiously. So... That is what I talk about at those specific times, Monday through Friday. And I create four pieces of content between audio, written, and visual four times a day. And then a fifth time, if you count my podcast, because I do my podcast. So how long does it take you to do that on Sunday? Uh, about two hours. And he's just, and could, it's just using that process of going through answer the public. Answer the public. Sweet. See that? So I, I know resilience. <clears throat> so I pick a topic. So this week, my resilience post is about finances and building wealth. How many streams of income do you have? I currently have eight streams of income. So most millionaires that I know have seven streams of income. At least. Most millionaires I know with those streams of income is mostly in real estate. They own rental properties, commercial real estate. Real estate is where you build wealth. I hate to admit it. I hate everything about admitting that. But if you want to build wealth, it's going to be in real estate. It's still the but I have passive income and you can have passive income. You have an online course, you have a book, your podcast is monetization. Sure. Speaking, you can monetize online. Yep. Coaching. Anything you can, that you, you can, can invest monetize. in as well. There's, there's always the other ones that you can, you don't have to be an active part. Yep. An investor. I mean, that was 
what cash cash flow quadrant from Kiyosaki. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I, there's not a lot that I like about Robert Kiyosaki. I wasn't talking uh, about I, him. I was talking about the, I was talking about the content that, that was put out. I mean, yeah. I, I, he didn't, it, I, well, we won't talk about who actually wrote the book. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> I, I try not to follow too much of what, of what he says. So, so what I do is a healthy exercise is I say podcast monetization. This will help you because your, your podcast cool, I said, podcast monetization. How, how do I do it? Okay. I am delivering a podcast. What do I know about audio? I can take, you can take advertisements like, like commercials. Okay. I could do commercials. So who's going to pay for that? Yeah. So commercials. Okay. So advertising, that's the industry advertising. Well, what can I advertise? I can advertise other podcasters. You could charge me $250 a month to have a more, uh, have a, have a beginning part of your show that says, Hey, Sean Douglas, host of Life Transformation Radio, and you're listening to Michael Kilenkiki. Uh, yep. Kenny, how the hell you say your damn last name? Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and his show, right? And his show, you know, make sure you subscribe and leave a rating and review on his podcast as well as Life Transformation Radio and enjoy the show. Yeah. You know, and all I did was plug my show. Yep. I paid for that. And I said, you're listening to my friend Michael on his amazing podcast talking about, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then that's it. And I got charged 250 bucks for that. You made $250 and I got the market because podcasts, people who listen to podcasts, listen to multiple podcasts. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That, so that was one of the reasons. Why, right. Why podcasters are not charging other podcasters to advertise their podcast on their show for one reason is because I want my podcast to be the absolute best. I want to be number one. Well, that, that competing mindset is what keeps people broke. Yeah. Well, and at the same time, you're not really doing yourself any favors. I mean, if you think about it, your listeners go, oh, Life Transformation is a friend of Java Chat, who's a friend of Medicine Remix, who's a friend of blah, 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 who's a friend of, oh, shit, he's networked. wonder what these other guys talk about. They're yep. not going to leave you. <clears throat> not. But they're gonna they're gonna start talking more about you because yep. you're connected to yeah I don't know why people don't get that either. That's yep. That's so good. so one thing one thing about so I, I'm seriously considering doing this you know because I got people that that you know if you look past couple episodes couple months ago you know it's like oh well um so I got a friend Robert Thibodeau Kingdom Crossroads podcast nice. For two months, every single and I do my show Tuesday through Friday live. Yeah. And and Tuesday through Friday for two months, it was, hey, this is Robert Thibodeau with Kingdom Crossword Podcast. And you're listening to my friend Sean Douglas on Life Transformation Radio. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review our shows. And now your host, Sean Douglas. Please enjoy the show. And that was it. Yeah. Right. I would gladly pay somebody two, maybe three hundred bucks. You know, maybe not for like four episodes if they do it like once a week, but for my show, you know, somebody should be jumping and chomping at the bit to be like, wow, Tuesday through Friday, four times. That's four shows. Four, that's 16 episodes. I'm going to get 16 episodes a month. Yep. Yeah. Let me invest in that yep. because the listeners are going to hear that show repetitiously over oh, yeah. and over and yeah. over Your and over and one. over. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. And that, and, and my friend Robert, his listenership, his downloads way up, way wow. up. 
So maybe I do it by week. Maybe me as a host, I do it by week. Maybe I say for this week, you know, here's four episodes. Maybe it's hundred bucks. Yeah. I don't know. hundred bucks. I don't know. The going rate right now is about $25 to $75 per 1000 downloads. But here's the thing. And, I, and I'm preaching a lot about this. Downloads do not equal listeners. That's true. Spreaker, if you look, Spreaker will tell you thousand downloads, five listens. Yeah. It kills me. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? So I Why use Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Yeah. I use Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio actually tells me how many people actually <clears throat> listened and downloaded my show. And it's ridiculous. I got hundreds of thousands of downloads. But guess what? 27,000 people across 74 countries have listened to my show. Listened. That's awesome. You know what I mean? It tells me exactly. Now, if I said, if I said, man, how many downloads do you have? I'm like, 200,000. They're like, that's incredible. 27,000 people listen to my show. They're like, wait, wait. Was that possible? Yeah. Like, wait, what? Because they, they're Downloads on, do not equal listens. Yeah, yeah. They're on the wrong KPI. They're not listening. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So how does that translate into dollars? Likes on a post do not equal dollars. That's right. Likes on a Facebook page do not equal dollars. If you are buying likes through oh. ad campaigns, yeah. stop it. Yeah. yeah. Likes do not equal dollars. Followers do not equal That's dollars. Right. Stop it. Yeah. I have almost 2,000 people on my page. Mm -hmm. Almost. Almost. 2,000 people on my page. I don't buy likes. I don't buy followers. I invite people, oh, invite this and do this and invite this, you know, whatever. Now, what I do have are people that want to work with me every month because of the content that mm -hmm. I put out and the mm -hmm. podcasts that I'm, I'm on 60 shows a year. I do 16 episodes of my show a month. The guests that I bring on the show, the content that I create, the relationships that I'm building and the referrals, I pay a referral fee 37% of my business is based on referrals. Yeah. And so I have exactly where I want it to be. I'm not taking out a bunch of ads. I'm not buying likes and followers. Like people are listening to the wrong people. Yeah. You know, if you're going to listen to somebody, listen to somebody who is doing what you want to do at the level that you want to do it at, making the money verified, making the money that you want to make. That's who you follow. Yep. And so you only follow those one, two, or three people. Don't follow 20, 30 people. Because Dave Ramsey says, debt is dumb, cash is king. Grant Cardone says, I love debt. Give me some debt, and I'll leverage that debt to build my wealth. He leverages debt, yep. which means he'll buy per rental properties on a loan. Yep. Dave Ramsey says, pay cash for everything. Yeah, two different perspectives. Two different perspectives trying to get the same goal, yep. to build wealth. Yep. So who's right? How do I know who's right? <clears throat> Follow people who are doing what you want to do at the level that you want to do it at, making the money verified that you want to do it. Ask for referrals. Oh, you're a speaker coach. How many people have you, have you coached? coached yeah. 18. Awesome. Can I get five of those guys to talk to? Can I get some, can I get some uh, references? References? Yeah. And if they say, what? No, but like, well, I'm not going to do business with you. Yeah. I have no problem. Like I got testimonial videos. I got, you know what I mean? And I know for a fact that there's a guy, uh, not, I, I already mentioned his name just like a couple seconds ago who will pay 
$5,000. I can pay him $5,000 and he'll endorse anything I want. Nice. I'm not even joking. That's awesome. You know how stupid that is? You know what I mean? Like if I get to that guy's level and I'm like, I want a lot of debt. Yes. Use this loan company or buy this guy's stuff. And yeah, all I did was get paid for that endorsement. Yeah. And now I look awesome because this guy endorsed me. But what nobody knows is that you paid for that endorsement. It's not a true endorsement. Gotcha. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, man, you got to do your homework. You have to get the references. You know, if you wouldn't do business with this guy and refer him to your mom then, or your dad or your sister or cousins or family, or like if you wouldn't let them babysit your kids, don't do business with them. Right. And that's why the no like and trust factor is so, so so important cultivate the no like and trust factor and you have a more steady foundation yeah maybe it takes longer i have no interest in building self gratification instantly yeah. i have no interest relationships relationships take time and investment and that's just how it goes i mean 100 a lot of the a lot of things that we're doing with like with linkedin right now um it's been interesting because I've, I've been sending out you know to the i literally chopped out about 600 people recently because they just i've never heard from them why am I going to keep you in my network? What, what, of what use am I to you for one? And what, what, what are, why, why are we connected? Why did you connect in the first right. place? Um, and, and I can tell you about 65% of that 600 were all people trying to pitch me their stuff. Cause I, as I was going through the oh, name, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Oh yeah. I remember you. Yeah. It was straight up pitch, straight up pitch, straight up pitch. And I'm like, yeah, nope, not happening. And I've, what I've been doing is I've been sending out a, a Hey, how you doing message? Literally. No pitch, no nothing. Just, Hey man, I I'm reaching out to everybody. want to see how you're doing. What are you, are you working on anything new? Is it cool? And I've gotten out of probably about 600 so far that I've sent, I've gotten four responses, honest responses, honest responses. When, and when I say honest, that means somebody actually wrote me back and said, Hey man, that video was cool. Really appreciate the effort. Um, yeah, here's what I'm working on. Da, 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 da. Um, I literally had a conversation with somebody that I worked with previously, um, quite a few years back. He and his brother have come up with this whole new electric uh, four-wheel deal, which is pretty phenomenal, and they're asking me to help them. Now, that's an equity deal sure. for another time, but the idea of it is if you don't ask and you're not out there talking and reaching, <clears throat> nobody knows what you're doing. I the mean, money's in the follow-up. Always has been. And, and I think there's not enough of it. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of the follow-ups, like, I, I love this one. Hi, my name's so-and-so, and I, I do this, and I do this, I do X, Y, Z. And I noticed you do the same thing, and I, I figured maybe it'd be a good idea for me to reach out to you. Knowing that I'm a business development consultant, they reach out to me. And the moment I accept, hey, so I'm a, I coach people that do this, and if you want to grow your business, I'm like, dude, did you even read my profile? <laughs> dude. <laughs> I, Hi, I mean, Michael. Pleasure to meet you. What do you do? Yeah, exactly. That's, I hate that message. Oh, that's I nice. literally this is what I this is my exact response. Hi, Sean. I hope that you're doing well. What do you do? <laughs> um you can read my profile. That's what I do. Yeah. You ain't got to be rude. Uh, I already won't do business with you because you didn't take the time to learn about me. Yeah. It's all about you. Yeah. Because on my Facebook profile, it says, I work with entrepreneurs, speakers, and business owners to improve their positioning in the marketplace. Yep. I am a radio host, TEDx speaker, Success Corps, Live Your Brand, Clothing Line, 
Like it's like it's all freaking it's all better. I've seen it on LinkedIn, right? You yep. go on LinkedIn and it says number one master resiliency trainer, TEDx speaker and TEDx coach, speaker trainer, radio how show miss, host. How do you Air miss, Force, like it's there? How do you and miss, you know what messages I get? Hi Michael, how are you? What do you do? Oh, I what? I mother. <laughs> well, you know, and, you're like, and in my, why? In my in my case, it gets even better. It's kind of like. I noticed you do this. I would love to connect with you and exchange ideas. I'm like, no, you don't. You want to pitch me a crap? And I say, yeah. And, and sure right. enough, it never fit. So I, uh, thanks for connecting. Uh, I would love to talk to you a little bit more about when do you have time to connect? And I'm like, I don't. I'm sorry. When did I say I wanted to connect with you about what you do? You haven't even... We haven't yeah. even started the conversation here yet. I, all I did was say connect. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm missing something here, but I think you might have missed what it is that I do. Or the pick your brain one. Hey, would love to pick your brain. Nope. And I say, and I say, here's what I say. I said, you know what? That's amazing. Would love to do that. <clears throat> the first, the first 20 minutes are free, and then my brain is worth 197 dollars every hour after that. And they're two like, hour, okay, have a nice two hour time. minimum. <laughs> two hours. Yeah. Two hour minimum. <laughs> yeah. And 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 they go, okay, have a nice day. And they yeah. don't want anything to do with it. Oh, I, I had you know? one, I had one guy that was it was classic. So mad that people want things for free. Oh do you understand do you understand the power in hiring a coach or hiring a mentor to get like that's the barrier to entry. If yeah. you want something for free, stop posting in Facebook groups. Here's my favorite one. Hi guys, I have a client who's experiencing this, not really sure how to help them. Then why the freaking hell are you a coach? Yeah, how'd you get in there? Why are you how'd, a coach? How'd you sell them? How did you even sell yeah. them? Why are they even doing business with you? I have no freaking idea, but it just doesn't make any sense. You know, so that's my favorite one. Or they post in there like, hi, how do you get booked to speak? Gee, I don't know. Did you search the Facebook group in a speaker group and say, get booked to speak? Because I'm sure there's like 11 different posts that it's are not, on that Facebook yeah. group. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's a ton of yeah. posts. Did you Google? Did you YouTube? Like the amount of people that want something for free is atrocious. What, what drives me nuts is, is that the amount of information that is out there that is free on the, free. on the groups and all of that stuff that you can actually take action on and actually, I'm in one group for LinkedIn. The girl shares so much free, free content. I have, I've employed maybe two. My profile's different. My responses are different. My strategies yep. have changed some. Duh. I mean, if you just read what was there and take the time to go and I'm all over YouTube on shit. When it, when it comes time for like, especially when I have to create a graphic, Yep. Or, or I have to do something and use Adobe After Effects. Dude, uh, friggin' course. Dude, the whole course on Adobe After Effects on Premiere Pro. You can become a freaking expert video editor in like, I don't know, a week. Yep. You, can't, you, can't, you can't keep excusing yourself or asking stupid questions like that. I mean, yeah, there's no dumb questions, but there are stupid ones. Well, it just, it, it just shows that you're not willing to invest in yourself. Yeah. And if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then why should me or Michael? Yeah. Like, like literally why should we take the time to invest in you if you're not willing to invest in yourself yeah. i have a 47 dollars ebook this ebook gets people to speak like gets them booked like yeah. this literally is my business model 
and people won't even pay the $47. They're like, man, I really want to get booked to speak. I'm like, how bad do you want it? Man, I want it so bad. Is it worth $47? Well, well, no. I mean, I was just hoping to get, you know, pick your brain. I'm like, for $47, you have my entire business model inside of a damn ebook. Yeah. Like you're not willing to, and I literally have had people buy this and go, holy crap, I just got paid five grand. Like, oh my God, I just got booked on six podcasts, two speaking engagements, and I have a third one coming up. Like people have literally written me the most awesomest testimonials and still, well, I didn't think I'd have to pay for it. I got nothing for you. You know what? I know that I've, I'm already going to be you. Like yeah. if we're comparing, if we're competing, you're not even in the game. Nope. Okay. If nope. you're not willing to invest in yourself, I'm not saying tens of thousands of dollars, 47, you, you can't pay $47. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. So if you as a coach or a speaker can't invest in yourself of 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, $500. Then why is an event planner going to book you to speak for thousands and thousands of dollars? By the way, this translates into anything on the traditional side too, with what, with what we anything. do. It doesn't yep. matter because it's, it's, it's a simple, it's a simple fact of how much you're going to invest in your own head. You got the, if you've got the passion, the investment in head is not a problem. It's, there is no problem. It's straight yep. up investing. You know, I'm, for me, my biggest, my biggest problem is reading. I've got like six books I got to get through. And that's, and that's whittled down from 10, just so you know. I've actually gotten through Can, can I tell you something funny? <laughs> and, and, listening to, and listening to others while, while I'm at it, too. <laughs> can, can I, can yeah, I go, tell you yeah, something go, go ahead, go ahead. I don't read books. Some do. Some I don't believe in reading. I don't believe in reading books. I'd, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Podcasts. And even audiobooks, like, because it's always going to be that content. There's no book on the market. Maybe Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets. Maybe. In 10 years, that book is useless. I look at everybody says, Think and Grow Rich. Um, what is it? Uh, win friends and influence people. How to win friends and influence people. Those are the yeah. timeless classics, right? Mm -hmm. They're great books. Yep. They're amazing. Is that book going to be relevant in five years, 10 years, 20 years? Like, I don't know. It was written in the thirties. It's still relevant. That's awesome. But is it John Maxwell leadership books? Here's what I read. I read entrepreneur.com success, mm -hmm. Inc, mm -hmm. Forbes, Huffington post. I read articles. Hey, Facebook's coming out with this one thing. Hey, this is how you build relationships today in 2019. Hey, this is how you, now, if they said, when it, if it was like, how to win friends and influence people in the digital age, which is a book that came out last year or two years ago, I would totally read that. Right? So, so the, my problem with books is that it's a fixed mindseted topic. It is. You know, it's, it's based let's on say, let's say that how to start your podcast. That's a book. How yeah. to start your podcast. Totally. Then, then, um, then in 10 years, let's say that podcast, like you're doing podcasts. How stupid are you? And somebody recommends this book, man, if you want to start a podcast, read this book. Like nobody, nobody has podcasts. That's, that's a ludicrous. You know, like that book is useless. Yeah. 
So cool, Amazon bestseller, New York Times, cool. But for business, I'm gonna read Entrepreneur, Success, Forbes, Inc., Huffington Post, and I'm gonna follow what the people who are doing what I wanna do, I'm gonna follow what they're doing. Yeah. I'm gonna follow their email list, I'm gonna follow their guidance, I'm gonna follow, I wanna know now, today, I don't know any book on the market that teaches you how to do Facebook ads. Where is it? Who has one? There isn't one. There's, there's, you know what it is? The short Online courses and podcasts yep. tell you how to do Facebook ads. If you want to do a Facebook ad, you're going to search on Amazon how to do a Facebook ad. There might be a book, maybe. But there's online courses and podcasts and YouTube and Google and like written, like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So I just, I personally don't hold as much weight on a book as before yeah the, the only i just don't the only reasons that i go after certain books like russell brunson's expert secrets is there's a lot of philosophy in it 100 um, percent. there's there's some I other agree. books there's there's some other books and that's those are the kinds of things for either that or self-development um personal development excuse me um like one of the books i have is understanding michael potter and he's the noted expert on business strategy you don't see a lot of that stuff out there um, right. you see the application and results of it in, in a lot of the stuff that you read online You'll see that in entrepreneur. You'll see that in success and Forbes because they're applying his principles or his takes on the principles, but he's very academic. So it's, it's, that's the kind of stuff I, I can read. Um, I don't get into the, the, the fad readings, you know, like what you just said, a book on, on Facebook ads um, only because I, <laughs> funny story. I was probably one of the first people to try Facebook ads when they had no idea what the hell they were doing. Mm -hmm. It came out. The first version of it, I think, came out somewhere in 06, I want to say, 06, 07. And it was a completely new deal. I mean, fresh out the gate, I got a note saying, hey, would you like to try our, our ads platform? At the time, I was Google certified. Okay. So I took the Google uh, parameters and applied it to the Facebook's ad platform, and they ran some ads. Dude, the next day I was shut off completely. My whole com my whole account was shut off, and I and I wrote it, and I'm like, I don't I don't understand. What did I do wrong? Can what do I need to do to reinstate? I mean, I'm sorry. I I, I apologize if I did something incorrect. I, I was actually using Google's parameters for for ads. I promise you, the, the this is the response I got. We are sorry. Uh, no, no, we apologize. We're not exactly sure what happened. Uh, sure. please 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 no this was this was this was this was how it, how it felt in my mind this is what was playing out um we, we thank you for being understanding your account has been unlocked they shut down their ads platform about i think a couple weeks after that but it was because they were testing something and they had no idea what the hell was going to happen because they had a whole bunch of google people that were on facebook and were ready to try it, <laughs> it dude it right? was it was better because Google had already strengthened up their whole, you know, their whole premise of how you design an ad and stuff like that. And we were looking at it from the standpoint of untapped territory, new frontier. Let's go yep. play. I mean, yep. the can spam act had just really started taking hold and all that kind of stuff. So we knew email was going out the window as far as that was concerned. And ads on Facebook? Who'd have thunk, who'd have thunk it? This guy right here. I had numerous arguments with a former CEO of another business development company. He says, you can't sell anything on Facebook. It will never make money. Are you kidding yeah, me? Okay. Media platform. It will sell media. He goes, no, it'll never happen. I still rib him every once in a while. I say, hey, uh, I, I know I probably shouldn't, but uh, still think Facebook can't make money? And he just looks at me with a look on his face like, you're an asshole. 
<laughs> how about those? Uh, how about those Facebook ads, everybody? <laughs> but at the time we were talking about it, there wasn't Facebook ads. It was just Facebook, and it had just started because right. I had come off on of MySpace because MySpace was getting stupid. Oh yeah, the customization was just bad. Um, great for model talent searching. Complicated as hell, too. Oh, dude. <laughs> anyway, but back back to the point. I understand that it's better to read those things. I, and, you know, I'll see stuff come up in Forbes success and, and, and um, see other one entrepreneur.com every once in a while mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. I, I go through and I look at some of the other suggested things when it comes to marketing and so on. And I'll go read those articles. And if they make sense, like I just found out um, uh, a CEO of one of the companies uh, got mad at Google because he was because Google was shaking him down. He's number one on, 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 uh, <laughs> on, on SEO. He's number one. And then there's the three, there's the three ads that are above. It's all his competitors. Yeah. It's, it's all like, his competitors. Yeah. That's like, that's such a shakedown. So what does he do? He creates a single ad that's, that simply says, this is just so you see us more. I mean, literally it's just the, the verbiage is, is very simple. It's just, we're, this is a placeholder. You want to see our, you want to see us just look down one, one more level or click on this link. And it's to, to knock the other two ads uh, either higher or out. Yeah. And it's, and it, it, he's paying for it. But he's like, this is, this is the kind of shakedown that Google likes to play. They talk about do no evil, and yet here they're yeah. doing this. I mean, there's some CEOs that are, that are fine with paying $25 a click. Yeah. I, and they're onboarding customers at $6,000 a customer. And, and, this is, and this is the problem. That are, we'll never match that budget. No, but we can beat it now. And that's, and that's one of the things that I've been really digging into is things with identity resolution and machine learning and deep learning. That's what I've been mm-hmm. studying for the last, I don't know, six, seven months, only to learn that what he's doing, he doesn't necessarily have to do at 25 to $6,000 a click because he will own the data. It's different. It's changing. And that's that, you know, we can talk about more about that later, but the, the idea of it is that it doesn't have to be that way. Again, the point being, when I see articles like that, I like sharing that kind of stuff because it's like, well, here's one of the guys that's doing it. And I like the fact that he's doing it the way he's doing it. He's kind of just paintbrushing Google going, ah, okay, you can take some of my money, but I'm taking up space. And you're not going to screw me like that. I mean, I want to learn yeah. like that because that's, that's sure. creative thinking. That's absolute creative thinking. And I think there's not enough of that. I agree. Brother, man. Jeez, we've been going, bro. We've been going good. We've been going Let's good. wrap it up. Yeah, no, totally. Um, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, go to www.thesuccesscore, C-O-R-P-S, thesuccesscore.com. And if you want to check out my clothing line, go to lybclothinginc.com. All over Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And I'm on TikTok as The Success Core. You are on TikTok? Bro. Totally listen. following you. Totally following you. Check this out. I just started my TikTok last week. I okay. played around with it, made a couple episodes, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to take one minute of my speeches from as a speaker and put it on TikTok. I'm then going to take one minute of my podcast as an audiogram, and I'm going to put some music behind it and put it on TikTok. That's my TikTok strategy. That's a nice TikTok strategy. I, I, I've got a bunch of – that's my loony place. That's the one place where I get to play as a creative and just have fun. Sure. 
Um, I'm not, I want to know how they make half these videos. I'm like, this is awesome. Dude, some of these um, creators are just know. unbelievably talented. Yeah, I, I wonder what platforms, like what software are you using? Like, what is that program? Like, how did you do that? How did you cut and chop that? I seen one where a guy dove through a TV and then onto the desk by the, I'm like, how did they do that? Okay, so that or was they jump. That was produced. They, that was produced. So they jump and then their clothes change. Yeah. So, so there is a way to I'm do like, that. Where it's, a, it's a timer on TikTok. TikTok actually has the ability to do that on its own platform. That's the stuff that I'm still trying to learn. And I'm connecting with those creators to figure that stuff out. Dude, just like today, I did one where you, you, can, you can time your text, how long it, when it pops in, when it pops out, how long it stays, all that kind of stuff. You can do that. I, text. I'm not, yeah. uh, dude, it's not hard. It's only from your phone though, right? It's only from your phone. It's right from the app. You don't have to go anywhere. You can do it all right in the app. It's insane. These, these creators, though, let me make something real clear. They have a lot of time to putz around with this stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. be really clear. If you want to get, like, super special and shit like that, you're going to need some time. But on the short end of it, if you're just sharing a little bit of time of your, of your speeches, the text is not hard to do. The icons are uh, – the stickers are not hard to do. The, if you want to put a sound, sound bite behind it, that's not hard to do. Um, right. It, it, it takes a couple minutes. The, the, the really involved stuff where you see guys jumping up and down and changing shit and, and doing these transitions and mirrors and stuff. That takes yes. Time. That takes time. That's got to be a, like a high dollar producing, like I, I movie, iPhone. Like no, I've seen, I've, they, they, they actually do behind the scenes and show you how they do it. It just takes time and it takes patience and practice. And the moment you get it right, dude, it's seamless. And you're looking at it going, <sighs> Yeah, it's frustrating. Dude, I want to do some of those too. It's just like- I, I want to do some of those. Yeah. I, okay, so I'll, I'll try to find some of the creators that do the behind the scenes. So, and I'll, then you can follow them. And do every video they do, the next one right after that, they're showing you the behind the scenes. It's oh, like, hell yeah. Yeah, those are the guys I love following because it's just like, you did what? The cosplayers are trippy. Those kids are talented as F2, man. They're, they're nuts. Anyway, so- I'll need those links because I'm going to post that in, in both the podcast and on, on the live here. Yeah. Uh, dude. I'll send you my media page. That, that, even that, please. Has, yeah, I have a media page that, um, um, that has like all the links, like everything. Even better. That'll, then that way I'd only put one link on there. That's perfect. Bios, headshots, all that stuff. Oh, cool. All right, cool. So a huge thanks to you absolutely um i i really enjoyed having you on the podcast with us <laughs> longest show i've done man this is awesome we uh, had some heavy conversation well and, and i had to stifle myself from three more heavy conversations that we could have had so we should probably <laughs> again we'll uh, do it again and yeah, then i'll have you on my show i would love to there's there's some definite rabbit holes that i i know you and i would need to run down as far as business development is concerned um oh yeah because what what you've already said Although you say it applies to what you teach as far as speaking, podcasting stuff, dude, it, it, it completely applies to corporate. It completely applies to, and then I, we didn't even get into corporate training stuff. So I, I definitely, we need to come do this. Oh, stuff. we got to do that. Yeah. yeah we definitely got to do, do that. Um, if you want to follow him, uh, check his media page, all of his social, all his links, everything's on there. Thanks again for hanging out with us. I'm right, my coffee finished like about an hour ago. <laughs> Caffeinated. Uh, there's there's a thing going around on TikTok right now with Harry Potter. Everybody's calling themselves Professor whatever, and I was like, okay, I'm called Professor Caffeine. How's that? Um, I'll I'll be the I'll be the caffeinated professor. Um, 
it's been a joy. It's been an absolute joy and it's been an absolute honor. Absolutely. And, and, and again, thank you for your, your investment of time and service with the uh, USAF. Um, kind of hoping my son goes there. It might be awesome. Um, be awesome. Yeah, he's actually, well, we'll get into that another time. Um, thank you again for what you do for everybody here. Guys, if you, if you missed any part of this, please go back. He dropped at least six that I can think of right now, and I'm pretty sure there's more. He dropped at least six different golden nuggets that you can absolutely take action on, like freaking today. I mean, today. Don't don't excuse yourself from taking the action you need to. I mean, I'm already thinking about what articles I can write for tomorrow. Tell you, man. <laughs> it, it, it's all. It's all. But thank you, uh, all of you that are listening on Anchor.fm. Appreciate you. Make sure you share this out. Those of you that are watching this online on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe. Hang out, check out some of the other interviews that I have. I got some great people that give some great information, some great golden nuggets. And by all means, do take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Love each other. You know, we, we have a very um, somber day today um, to remember uh, those who lost their lives and keep praying for the ones who are still struggling because um, we're still losing people. Our first responders that were working there at Ground Zero are also suffering and, and still fighting their their battles as well so love you all take care of each other peace for now ciao ciao